welcome to episode 14 of Behind the Bites. We have a little bit of trouble of getting the entire team at one place at one time. It seems that someone or the other is always missing or falling sick. Last week, Mike had the man flu. This time, Bavish is missing with pretty much the same excuse. But Mike is here. Hey, Mike. Uh, I, am, here. I am back. <laughs> I'm back and feeling yeah. infinitely better. I have to tell you, man, it was a pretty, pretty horrible bout. And if uh, if Bavisha has exactly what I had, I can, I feel for you, buddy. It wasn't uh, fun. What happened? Like, was it just, uh, is it in the air or what's uh, No, I mean, I, I, some kind of virus. It took me for about three days. And I think when we came to record, it was the, that was the, the worst of the three days. I had to call in sick from work and just kind of lay on the couch feeling terrible about my life for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're back. But that's, that's yeah, the, that's there the, is light at the end of the tunnel if you're listening to this. <laughs> Fantastic. Hopefully, we'll have a fuller house in the next coming weeks or yeah. so. Cool. Great. So, let's kind of get started. We have uh, some interesting news stories to sort of look at for this week. Uh, let's start with Apple. I mean, they literally just sent out a press release after another one after another yeah. one and after, i think i've gotten like five different press releases from them in the last hours spamming my inbox <laughs> plenty of um, new things plenty of updates i guess mm. uh let's uh, start with yeah i mean I red guess, iphone uh, yeah the, i guess that's the big one right or, or the correct first. absolutely so basically from from a quick scan of it they're releasing a red version of the iphone 7 correct so it's uh, a product red yeah so that's the one that's in in line with that sort of charitable work I'm not mistaken. Exactly. So proceeds of that, I, I don't know what the percentages go towards uh, AIDS research or, or um, which is which is cool. Can't, can't really say no. Exactly, and they're only using it in 128 GB and 256 mm. GB. So you can't get a 32 GB version of it. Uh, right. So you're going to need to pay a little bit higher than than what it is. Sure. Um, from the press release, the, the the pictures they've provided, it looks really nice. Yeah, I mean, it actually, yeah, it does. It looks super yeah. nice. It looks beautiful. I think uh, we'll need to go in store and kind of play around with it to see how it looks in real life. I get, I, from, from memory serves me correct, I think all the red products that they release tend to always look really nice. I don't know if it's a particular shade that they pick or it's just you're so not used to seeing an Apple device in that color that when they make it like that, you're like, oh, well, I could potentially see more of these. No, absolutely. Looks uh, looks really nice. Uh, same pricing as the iPhone Seven. The one twenty eight gig version is for twenty seven and a twenty nine ninety nine. I think. Uh, are they also releasing it in iPhone Seven Plus, or is it just the iPhone Seven? I didn't get a chance to yeah, read the entire press release. I think it was on the iPhone Seven. It's on the iPhone Seven. Okay, so I guess if you're looking to buy a new iPhone, uh, an iPhone Seven, red is uh, a no, good. No, cover. it is both. Excuse me. It, yeah, is, it both. is both. Yeah, just looking at it now. Okay, nice. And do you have a pricing for for it for the rest yeah, of the configurations quickly. on that? So two nine nine for starting at two nine nine for the one twenty eight. It doesn't actually say what the two six G two. Uh, oh, it doesn't. Two fifty six okay. GB will be. So I assume okay. it's whatever it's, it usually is. Exactly. Probably twenty four ninety nine. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Nice, excellent. Uh, the next thing they've done is they've updated the iPad Air 2. So it's no longer called the iPad Air. It's just plain iPad now. Is it the, no, uh, this, is the, this is the iPad Air or the iPad Pro? No, so, so, no, so basically what they're doing is they're taking the iPad Air. Mm -hmm. uh, they're upgrading it with the A9 processor. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. And they're not calling it the iPad Air anymore. They're just calling it iPad. Okay. That's it. So, so no more Air. So no more iPad Air. There's just going to be an iPad and an iPad Pro, which I'm assuming is going to be their product line moving forward because you've got the MacBook and the MacBook Pro as well. Yeah, I, I, this makes so much more sense as well. I think the okay. iPad was, was getting a little convoluted with a Mini and an Air and a Pro. Exactly. Um, I mean, do you think that they'll continue with the Mini line or, or do you think that's probably not? I wouldn't be surprised if they do, especially, you know, when you look at uh, <clears throat> an announcement we're going to be covering by, by the U.S. government for, you know, device <laughs> sizes, screen sure. sizes that you're allowed to carry. But, uh, no, I think they will continue with the, with the Mini because it probably has its own market. And I'm sure a lot of people still prefer, you know, a smaller tab. Yeah. I mean, for my money, I love the Mini. It's, it's, a, it's a great size for carrying around and just doing reading on. It is. It is. It's not a nice. not, not a great productivity device, but if you if you want it just to watch YouTube and read books and things, it's actually fantastic. Absolutely. No, I agree with you. Um, the new iPad starts at what twelve hundred dirhams or so, yeah. uh, with thirty two gigs, and I think that's a pretty good price. Twelve hundred dirhams for that is yeah. is is a nice device. I mean, you're getting a nine point seven inch, you know, A um, nine equipped latest Apple tablet, and I think that's, that's a good price. So if you're in the market for a new iPad, uh, this works as well. Uh, they've also upped the storage capacity of the iPhone SE. Right. So even that, where it, it used to be in 64 gigs, uh, 16 and 64, so now it's 32 and 128. Uh, same price as before, as whatever it was. So I'm, I'm not sure iPhone SE is not a bad device as well. Yeah. I, I mean, you'd be pretty bummed out if you bought one yesterday. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, to be fair, so, I, I always liked the SE. I thought it was a smart form factor for them to go with because there's some people that just don't want a big phone. No. Uh, but, I, but you want the power, so you might as well appre uh, you know, appeal to that market. I, I completely agree. And I am one of those people who recently bought the SE. I bought it literally two weeks ago. Oh, right. Uh, this was for my daughter, um, you know, she's, um, whenever she's going out with the friends and stuff, uh, we have a phone at home, but then I think it's just that, uh, using iMessage or mm -hmm. then, you know, just using find my friend kind of features. Yeah, so for sure. All of that works really well within the iOS ecosystem. And, you know, my wife's on an iPhone as well. Uh, so we bought her an iPhone SE literally just two weeks ago, Apple, you know. It's, it's a, yeah, maybe they'll let you uh, upgrade <laughs> to the newer version. <laughs> no, sadly, the 14-day limit has passed. Oh, no. 14 days where you can return it with no questions asked. I guess that's the problem, right? Because at the store, I guess they don't really know. What's yeah, exactly. It's Absolutely. Not like they can just tell you to wait because they lose a sale. Absolutely. So yeah. That's just no, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's not. I, I honestly don't think that, you know, it's probably going to be used mainly for phone mm. calls, iMessages, and just maps i think and i yeah. think 16 gigs is good enough for that exactly and it's a and it's a lovely phone and it is a beautiful phone i got her the rose gold version which you know which looks nice which looks really nice um fine moving so, along with apple sorry anything to add on no that? no i was just looking at the next one i mean it seems like they've yep. got a bunch of different bands available for the for the watch for the watch um, which is cool and then they seem to be doing this every uh, not every, but like once or twice a year where they release a new sort of crop of bands uh, f for the watch to sort of, I just change with the season, I would say. Right. And yeah, I think that's fantastic. I think that's uh, that's quite awesome that they're doing that. Um, while we're sub on the subject of a watch, I quickly wanted to point out that I bought the news uh, with Steel HR uh, yes. last week. Yes, I heard. 
And <laughs> uh, I like the watch, but you know the strap that came with it is really shitty. It's it's a crappy yeah. silicone strap, which really ruins the look of of the watch. Because I mean, the whole thing—it's quite a premium-looking watch face. And... Absolutely, and then you bundle you know that kind of strap with it. For, fine, I can understand from a fitness point of view. It's very light, very thin, mm. water resistant, all of that. You know. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, when you're buying a watch that looks a bit premium you know, at least build a, build a band with it that goes along with the watch face. Oh, sure. So definitely looking forward to buying a band for Withings. Mm. Uh, obviously don't have as much variety as Apple bands well, for the Apple watch, obviously, but, uh, you yes, know. But, but potentially a lot cheaper than an Apple watch band as well. So Surprisingly not. So, no, I mean, I was looking no at uh, Withings, uh, the leather band that they have mm. uh, goes for $80 in the U.S. or 80 euros yeah, well. uh, in, in the UK, or sorry, in Europe, which is roughly what, uh, 300 dirhams or so? Yeah, about, I just about 80 euros about is what, it's about 80 US dollars. So. Exactly. So, I mean, that's about 300 dirhams, which is not too far off from what Apple charges. I think Apple's like 500 dirhams or so. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but yeah, there yeah. is a bit of difference, but still, I mean, you know. No, but yeah, it's negligible at that point. Really. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't had a chance to look at the bands and stuff. Have you had a chance to look at any of the... No, new... I'm just scanning the press release right now. It just came out just before we recorded. So it's a bit of... Exactly. So we haven't really had a chance to sort of go into detail with all these... But there seems to be a new uh, Nike Sports uh -huh. one um, and some... Oh, here's some here's some colors. Pebble, okay. Azure. Uh, we've got a woven nylon in berry. Tahoe mm -hmm. blue. So, I mean, uh, if, uh, close your eyes and use your imagination as to what those are going to look like. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll look, they'll look stylish and comfortable. If you, if you visit apple.com on the splash page, they've got to they've changed the, changed the main images there just to reflect the new products, which I had a, had a quick look on, on my way. So, I mean, I'm looking at this press release as well in this pollen. What's the color of pollen? I have absolutely no clue. Mm, unsure. Not pollen? Gonna, not even going to guess at that. It's like a, <laughs> like a bee's butt. <laughs> yeah, uh, pollen, I guess. Uh, you know, I guess that's what I'm going to go for next. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, and then the final press release we have from them is a new app, I believe. It says Apple introduces mm. Clips, the fun new way to create expressive videos on iOS. So, um, so how this is, is this a GIF? Thing, or I, what is I, it? Is, I say GIF. I say GIF as well. Okay. GIF is the right way to say it, and if you say GIF, does not know how to pronounce that word. Right, it's GIF. GIF is like this thing you use to clean your stove with, right? It is, and it yeah. sounds. It also sounds like a peanut butter something spread or something. Right, I yeah, exactly. Maybe I'm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's GIF, and what does it say? Clip gives iPhone and iPad users a new way to express themselves through video, and it's incredibly easy to use. That tells me nothing about the product. No. Uh, the effects filters and amazing new live tiles we've designed for clips lets anyone make great-looking, easily shareable videos with just a few tabs. Huh, okay. So I guess it's somewhat of a dumbed-down version of iMovie where you can just right. fire up the camera, add some stickers, add some effects, add some really basic... I, I um, mean, like, not quite like the filters on Snapchat, but obviously something trying to tackle that market because I assume this is something that's going to be able to be imported into iMessage. For sure. Message, like, straight out. 
for sure, which mm. kind of makes me wonder why didn't they just integrate this into iMessage? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've yeah. got apps available through iMessage now, right? Exactly, so. exactly. So I would have thought that this is an iMessage app. Uh, but no, I no, hang on, here we go. Oh, no, it is a separate app, but then it says you had to share with friends through the Messages app. Right. But then maybe because they want you to, to share it on Facebook and Instagram and those other places. So, okay. So if right. you have it on a separate app, I guess then at least you can export to other things, not just okay. it's not confined to the to the ecosystem of iMessage. Hmm. I mean, it's it's cool. I, I, you know what? It's for me like all these iMessage features. I, I, I mean, I don't use them at all. I think it's good that Apple, I guess, are getting involved with that kind of stuff because that's where the market's kind of going to. Right, but like I'm not a I'm not gonna make my face look like a dog and set it. You know, <laughs> you know? it's just I'm really not the target market for these things. You know, I mean, I, I bought I got the Mario stickers when that originally released, and then yeah, I used them I, like three times and was like, okay, well, this is dumb. <laughs> so my daughter uses this thing called Bitmoji. I'm not sure if you've mm -hmm. heard of that no. or not. Uh, but I think uh, Snap owns that app. I'm not sure, but I think Snap owns it. And it lets you create an emoji of yourself and then, you know, basically just, uh, if you've ever used Giphy on Slack, yeah, uh, where you just kind of say bitmoji and then slash, just type in a random whatever mm -hmm. action that you wanted. So it takes your, uh, your emo emotica, emoji and then, you know, builds a background around it and then sends it to, to the person. Uh, it's, it's, I guess, fun for kids. Yeah. I've, uh, I mean, if I can show you one of the conversations that I've had with my daughter, it's literally like every time I write something, I get an emoji back as a reply. And then I write back text and there's an emoji with a reply yeah. and a text and an emoji for a reply. Yeah. It's hilarious. I don't think we're far off from uh, the first smartphone to uh, only have an emoji style keyboard. I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah. Someone's going uh, to so Someone will do it. So clips will be available in the App Store beginning of April. It's not out yet. And it is compatible with iPhone 5S and later, as well as the new iPad devices. Uh, I guess we're going to give it a go once it's out and, you know, share our opinions on how we feel about that. Yeah. Excellent. So that takes care of um, all the Apple announcements. Uh, shall we kind of move on to Samsung next? Yes. Uh, they officially announced Bixby, which is their assistant that will be featured on the upcoming uh, Galaxy S8. Uh, now, I, mean, I was reading up a little bit on it, and it's quite different. It's not exactly your uh, Google Now kind of, or Siri kind of mm. assistant. I think what Samsung is trying to do, based on what I read, is that uh, they were saying that, you know, there are tons of functions that your phone is capable of, mm. and getting to these functions isn't necessarily very easy. So I think Bixby is sort of going to help you uh, get to the functions present within your phone, and yeah. I'm just going to tie up with applications. So for example, I can, if I'm looking at a photo, I can just say, WhatsApp this photo to Mike, mm -hmm. you know, instead of actually trying to share the photo, then selecting Mike, and then doing that, which I think is quite clever if, if it can work, you know, the way they're sort of looking for it to work. Yeah, it seems like that it's it's specific to apps as well, so it's not going to be, you're not going to be able to use it across the whole device. Not at the but, start, yes. But yeah, but just specific Samsung apps, and I assume they'll open it up to third parties at some point. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I think the, prob the, the, pro the challenge that they might face is that we as consumers are used to using voice assistants in one way 
uh, and we're very used to using uh, Google Now, or Google Assistant, and Siri in a particular way to do things. So then when Samsung comes along with a, another option that says, well, you interact with it in the same way that you interact with these other ones, but it doesn't actually function in the same as these other ones, then I think the learning curve is going to be a little bit tricky to, to get over, if that, if that makes sense. True. Um, I'm sure they're going to bundle some tutorials for, mm. for you to get started with. And hopefully one of those actions is... Um, so good in a way that it makes you want to come back to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. If they could find one, like yeah, exactly, like a killer app for it, that that you're like, well, this is great. Exactly. And then, and then obviously, then we'll encourage people to use it. It's been like, like the the press release or the the information that's come out about it has been, I think, intentionally vague because of the impending announcement of the of the s8 i think they're probably going to be saving a little bit more information for when that comes out yeah for sure but this for is sure. again just sort of a to whet people's appetites as to as to what i could do i mean i like the idea of of i mean even that that app we just talked about with apple right if you could if you could create something in that and then tell your phone hey send this to mike mm -hmm. or a bus and then I like I like that functionality. That's actually kind of cool because then it Agreed. takes steps out where you have to go and add a contact and do all this annoying shit. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there is there is potential and scope for it. I think it's again we'll we'll have to wait and see. Is there anything you would particularly like it to do with us? I I mean I I don't know because I mean look I mean with even with Google now I can say call mom right I can just say mm. okay Google call mom and you know it will do that. So I figure out as to what extent will Bixby sort of integrate with the S8 and the applications that are in there. Uh, I, I can text using Google now as well. I can say, you know, okay, Google, send a text to Mike. I'll be yeah. running late. And it will do that. It will exactly do just that. Mm. So I'm, I'm just curious as to see where Samsung takes it to. It, again, I mean, if we can sort of say that, uh, you know, if you're looking at a picture and you say, send this picture on WhatsApp to Mike or on Messenger to Mike, fantastic. I think that's great if, 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 if it can do that. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious to see where Samsung takes it. Um, yeah, they, they really seem like they're kind of doubling down on their own kind of private ecosystem at the moment. Um, for for sure, yeah. for sure. And I think there have been so many leaks coming out of the Galaxy S8, and I'm sure some of them are intentional, uh, you know, from Samsung just to build the hype up. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to the device. Yeah, I mean, um, if the leaks are anything to go by, it's going to be very pretty indeed. Um, yeah. I what was uh, yeah. There was something I read about the Bixby is that it doesn't. It I'm uh, sorry. It will have like a dedicated button on the phone for it, or so. I mean, that's what some of the rumors are. We right. don't really know if no. that's the case or not. Uh, I mean, that but... to me seems a little overkill. If it's just a voice assistant that you could probably just activate with your with your mouth. But, yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. I I don't think that button is there for Bixby. I, I, I have a feeling that it's for something else. Hell, I mean, uh -huh. hell, how are they going to put any buttons on this thing anyway? Like, exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's a piece of glass with a back. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what yeah. they reveal in, in, you know, in the next week. Uh, it is the announcement is, I think, expected next Monday or mm. Tuesday yeah, on the, the 29th. The hype is very, is. very real for this phone at the moment. It is. I mean, it surprisingly is. And you know what? It's, uh, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, look, LG has just started selling the G6 in U.S. It's not mm. even out for us in this market. Yeah. By the time they bring the devices out over here, the S8 is you know, either going to be on store shelves or expected the week after. And even if it's expected the week after, you can guarantee that Samsung's going to be in full force with their marketing. Oh, yeah. 
who's I mean, look, both of us played with the G6 at the MWC and loved yeah, it. Yeah, you know, both thought it, it was, was a great device. But I mean, the timing of it is so unfortunate that uh, you know I think the S8 is just pretty much going to sweep it over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a tough act to follow, I think. And and uh, you know, everybody's kind of gearing up to like everything we saw at MWC was kind of getting itself ready to tackle what Samsung is doing. But I mean, the the strength of what we've seen so far is it's going to be tough to beat them absolutely and, and, they, and honestly they've got a point to prove more than any of these companies after what happened with the note 7 so. exactly absolutely which is why i think that they have probably just doubled or tripled down on the sa to make it as good of a device as you know they really could have yeah. so let's let's wait and see yeah. what happens next week with it uh speaking of competing with the s8 i've um I think HTC's released their companion app now. I mean, uh, my HTC U Ultra is packed up in a box, ready to go back to HTC. Uh, so I haven't had a chance to play with it, but I'm not sure if you got a chance to play with the... the... Uh, no, so we, we finished our review before the Sense Companion was, was available. But, um, got it. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, got it. I think it's, uh, from what I know, that uh, I think the app literally got released a couple of days back. Okay. So, you know. Uh, well, I mean, I guess... in that case, I'll, I'll probably pull it up for next week. <laughs> And have a bit of. I, mean, I am intrigued about how it works. Um, I think it, it from from the way it's been described and from what I've read about it is it seems that it needs to be something you really need to sit and live with for a good period of time for it to learn it, mm -hmm. exactly for the kind of things that it needs to do. So I mean, it, it seems to be in charge of like battery life. It kind of knows if you're out longer than normal, so that it'll it'll try and save juice that way, or right. you know deal with your contacts as as to as to the ones that you interact with more often. It's it's an intriguing it's an intriguing prospect. Um that I think if if executed well could actually be very useful. Um I think so, yeah. And and different to the to the offerings that even Samsung Apple are going because it's not something you seem to interact with, but it just kinda happens on in the background and then just improves your uh your uh your experience as in, as it happens. It's actually very similar to what Huawei are doing with the uh, with the emotion UI, right? Isn't that kind of what they were, what they were touting with the Mate Nine? This whole sort of like, oh, we're intelligently monitoring everything that's going on in the background so that we can push out. That's true. Um, that's true. I'm not sure if it's yes. exactly the same, but it's it's definitely a different take on 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 active assistance, I suppose. I think so. I think a lot of companies are sort of moving in this direction where they're you know literally just monitoring the device that you're using, and then in some way or the other helping you with. Whether it's uh, closing apps in the background that are taking you know a lot of uh, a lot of utilization of your resources, or in HTC's case, for example, like you mentioned, if uh, you know you're out and about and your battery might not last, then you know just lowering the consumption mm. of the device to make sure that it stays uh, with you until the end of the day, kind of stuff. Mm. So a lot of smart things going around, um, and I think it's uh, in the next year or two, you know. This technology will hopefully mature to a level where we're probably going to look back at it and we're going to wonder, you know, why, how did we ever live in a time where yeah. we manually had to go and do this or manually had to go right. and do that, you know? Right. Uh, it, it'll be it'll be quite interesting. Um, voice. Uh, so I mean, we're we're on the subject of voice assistants, and I kind of want to segue into the uh, Linksys Velop launch that I was. Mm. Um, 
at a couple of days back. So this is Lynx's mesh networking solution. Uh, now, if you don't know much about mesh networking, what it is is basically instead of just relying on one very powerful router and then crappy extenders to extend the range of a wireless network, mesh networks are nodes or points that are literally like identical devices that talk to each other wirelessly. And uh, the idea is that you get 100% off your bandwidth at the end point or the furthest point that you are from, from your device. Uh, and then it's sort of seamlessly hand, handled, seamlessly absolutely, hands it off to the next absolutely. one, right? No. Exactly. So you don't have to worry about when you're moving from one room to the other, whether your Wi-Fi ID changes or separate password exists on another network. It's, it's exactly all just the one network. I have right now. Oh, is yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, I have you, two separate routers and then one for upstairs and one for downstairs. And then I just have to, I mean, it. It just, they're just about out of reach so that it'll automatically switch networks, but sometimes you find you're on the wrong network and everything's just slow. Got it. And I think one of the issues, again, with uh, exactly as you mentioned with the uh, extenders, is that you're not necessarily connected to the point that is optimized for you. Right. So mesh networking is supposed to solve all of this, a very seamless Wi-Fi experience for larger spaces. Uh, you know, moving up and down, moving across your house, you're just connected to the same network, no need to change the network ID or the password or anything at all. So Eero is a company that already has their solution. Then I think Google has it called Google Wi-Fi. Uh, Netgear makes one as well. Yeah, and Orbi. Orbi, absolutely, which I've heard great things about. Uh, but Linksys is going to be the first one that's officially launched in the region. Uh, you can buy it in either... You can either buy it as a single node or a pack of two or even a pack of three. Uh, prices are $9.99 for the single node and $19.99 for a pack of three. Yeah, that's not, uh, actually, that's not actually too bad. No, it's not. It's not. And what's quite interesting is that not only have they built Wi-Fi and Bluetooth radios in it, but it also has a Zigbee radio in it, ah, okay. uh, which is quite interesting because both you and I use Philips Hue and we've got separate bridges that connect to our lights. Correct. So if that Zigbee node is built into the Linksys uh, node, uh, I think there's a good chance that through a software update, there might be, you know, we might not need the Philips Hue bridges anymore. Yeah, which would, which would uh, just be great. It's just one less thing to which plug in. Exactly, absolutely. Uh, the device looks nice. It's a tall, thin-looking, somewhat of a, think of an airport uh, time capsule or airport extreme, the new Apple ones, but much thinner, uh, much nicer to look at. Um, Mike, you haven't used mesh networking, right? I haven't, no. It's, it's, it's on my list of things that I want to have a go at. Um, okay. I, I've been in a very unique situation. I live in a, a one-bedroom apartment that's, that's two-storied, so... Um, right. With having having do I, internet, you can't unfortunately connect the two uh, points uh, without having to first go through the main router. And it's it's a bit of a mess, to be honest. And okay. I, th I feel that mesh mesh networking might be able to solve that problem for me. So I'm intrigued to get my hands on this Linksys. Okay, well, tell you what, I mean, I've got an arrow sitting at home. If you're interested, I can pass you a couple of endpoints off it just to sort of see if it works or how it works for you. I've moved to Google Wi-Fi, so, yeah. you know, the errors that I had are, are just sitting over there collecting those. So you're more than welcome to try them. That would be very kind, sir. No, absolutely. Like, give it a shot. The next time I see you, I'll pass them over. Uh, Google Wi-Fi is working quite well for me. Yeah. I'm actually using the OnHub devices, not the smaller, newer ones that they released. Hmm. But they, there was a firmware upgrade that makes exactly function exactly. the same yeah absolutely are I you mean, finding any market a difference between the two systems or yes i am yeah. uh 
so interestingly, I think, uh, so, I mean, the biggest change I've seen is that uh, when I was watching movie trailers using on my Apple TV using iTunes, uh, with the Eero, I found that a lot of times in the middle of the trailer, you know, it would just pause and start streaming. With the Google Wi-Fi, I haven't noticed that. I mean, it's, uh, I think the bandwidth of it is nicer than Eero. Okay. Uh, it could be because I'm using OnHub, which is the larger version right. of the device. So it's which got is, a bigger, yeah, technically I think it's a full raptor, device. isn't it? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, maybe because it has better antennas, better coverage, better signal, uh, that it's passing to the Apple TV. So I find it to be much faster from that point of view where mm. there is no interruption when I'm watching something. Having said that, I think uh, Eero had lesser ping times to websites, so my websites would do the initial load faster on Eero. Uh, with, with Google Wi-Fi, I've often found myself I'm like waiting for the website, for that initial load of the website. I'm mm. like, what's happening? Okay, when it starts loading, great. It does a great job. So it's but, caching more before it shoots it to you, or, or it's just sorry, taking, say that it's, ca it's caching more of the site before it's loading, showing it to you, or, is, or you think it's actually just taking I, longer to hit? I think it's just taking a bit longer to hit, and I do have a philosophy or a reason why that might happen is because when I remember when I initially set up uh, Google Wi-Fi, the primary DNS servers were set to Google servers uh, automatically right. instead of Ithasalat servers, which is the ISP that I'm using. Yeah. So there's a good possibility that by the time you know the DNS request hits Google servers, which are obviously a lot further than the Ithasalat server, that's what's taking a little bit of time to sort yeah. of you know. Um, now you just got to go, go in and change it. I manually need. I, yeah. I don't. You know, I feel bad about replacing Google with Salat. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I just feel that's very wrong. I mean, here's a if they ever found out the about internet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure, they wouldn't be very pleased. Not to just hear that, that, but I mean, here's a company, Google, which has literally pioneered the internet. I mean, yeah. it's literally the way everything works. You know, we owe a lot to Google. For sure. And replacing that with something which is the exact opposite <laughs> of it, you know, some a company that restricts you with everything to do with the internet, sure. you know, just don't feel right about doing that. Yeah, you'll 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 you'll, uh, you'll deal with the extra 0.5 seconds to have a your your web page loaded in order just to pay a bit of homage to, absolutely. to Google. Fair enough. Absolutely. Uh, right, so that was a little bit about uh, Linksys and yeah. I, I did. Did they give you a device for to test? No, or? no okay. they didn't. They didn't. Right. No, no. I don't think review device review devices were ready yet. I mm. did request one for them. Uh, they said hopefully soon. Yeah. Uh, inshallah is the right sure, word yeah, they used. So right. I'm not sure how soon I'll see. <laughs> I'm not sure how soon we'll, we'll see one, but cool. I'd I'd be interested to test them out for sure. I mean, definitely, how. I'd like to hear your opinion between the three. I mean, that's a you know, it's it. Yeah, that is definitely the the most interesting thing that's happened to to home networking in a long time is this mesh. mesh oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. And it's and it's a it's a it's a field that needs a bit of bit of disrupting, I guess, to for want of a better word. But uh, but yeah, and this seems to be right on the cusp of of making that happen. I completely agree. And what was funny was at the press conference, uh, Linksys had invited um, a couple of the retailers. So Eros was there and Sharav DG was there. And they had invited uh, telcos from the region. So Etasalat was there, Du was there. Um, I think from Qtel, the guy was there. And from STC, the guy was also there. So there's a good chance that they're going to be selling this with the internet packages that yeah. these telcos offer. Uh, 
Well, I mean, uh, it, it just makes sense. I mean, they're, number one, they're just better looking than a standard router as well. They've oh, for looked, sure. Like you said, they've got this kind for of sure. Apple design aesthetic, all of them. Um, and you could, you know, some of them could be wall mounted. They could be placed out of the way. Um, you know, they don't have to be absolutely. this horrible looking like black box with antennas on it. Which is, I think no, it's absolutely. Every, I mean, I agree. I mean, interestingly, the Linksys guy said that, look, the older routers looked very spider-like. Mm. And they're like, look, I mean, we designed those things specifically for a reason because that's what we thought, you know, appealed to the Uber geeks, right. uh, you know, the guys who like them. And that's what we designed it for, you know. It's like, we've done it, so, you know, we can't, yeah, you know, can't, criticize can't, the design. Yeah, we've done that. Yeah, absolutely. But they're like, with this new generation of uh, mesh networking, they're like, these are designed specifically for people who don't want to know that they have Wi-Fi, don't want to deal with any of the issues of, you know, finding dead spots, all of that stuff. So wow. that's the reason behind it. So, yeah, coming back to the funny story that I have for you mm -hmm. is that while the Linksys guy was, you know, going through the presentation of Fella, uh, a couple of things he mentioned was that, uh, an interesting fact he mentioned was that more people in the U.S. are now on Netflix versus DVR. Huh. So Netflix consumption has overtaken DVR. Wow. And uh, the second thing he mentioned was one of the things that they've noticed, which I can see as well in my family, is that as your family grows, uh, you know, the bandwidth requirements from your network are a lot more intense. So you might have, um, you know, your kids watching Netflix or YouTube while you want to watch something else along the same lines. And with 4K in the picture, I mean, there's a lot of bandwidth that's sort of, you know, required to run smoothly within your house. So, sure. so Mr. Tasalat and Mr. Du were sitting over there and I kind of you know casually mentioned to them, look, I mean, we've got these fantastic devices that are capable of high throughputs of bandwidth, but the problem is that connectivity is so expensive here in the UAE, uh, you know, especially if you want to go to the 100 MB connection or yeah, 200 MB just, connection, it's just, just unaffordable nuts, yeah. for, exactly, for most of us. It's like, do you guys have any plans for us to utilize these wonderful new devices at a pricing <laughs> that we can afford? I literally threw that question nice. out to them while they were on there. <laughs> Just a little bit cheeky. <laughs> oh, you should have seen them scrambling for an answer. Oh, blah, um, yeah, the regulation, the quality of service, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they threw every term other than you know, pricing in that sure. answer. Which was uh, which was that's funny. very funny. I mean, that's good to keep them on their toes, man. And, and they must be looking at this kind of tech and being like, "All right, the writing's on the wall. People are going to want faster speeds, and they're going to exactly. want them for cheaper prices." Um, Absolutely. I mean, we, as we talked about previously with the with Virgin Mobile getting into the game, I mean, it, they're not they're not a home internet provider, but there's scope perhaps for a third provider to come from somewhere and maybe shake things up, even if it does come from do right. You know, yeah, um, agree. Uh, yeah, they can. You know, we want fast internet and we want it cheap. Guys. It is. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I hope we get to see that soon. You never know. Jitex is next week as well. Yeah. Who knows if they come up with you know mm -hmm. a nice little surprise for yeah, maybe, us? Maybe maybe you were just about to scoop them. That's why it must. They got a little bit nervous. <laughs> um, so, do had an issue with their 3G and LTE connectivity yesterday. Are yeah. you? I, I'm, I'm not, but there were several people in my office that suffered from this. Um, okay, so same thing with me as well. I mean, I noticed that as well. I was out and about, and suddenly I was like only getting edge on my on my phone, right. and I was like, "What exactly is going on over here?" Uh, no 3G, no LTE connectivity, unfortunately. Yeah. 
but I think there was a little bit of an issue on their network, which they have resolved. And they said that if uh, you know if, if you're facing that issue, just power down your phone, remove your SIM card, put it back in, and restart it, and it should sort it out. It yeah. did that for me. Yeah, it's um, almost like yeah. a hard hard restart of your SIM card. Exactly. Something. I. I have a theory on this. I think they're just getting ready to roll out Virgin Mobile I love since your it's EIT. <laughs> so I think they probably had to do something in the network, which mm. you know probably forced a lot of people to to basically just reset their SIMs or whatever. It, it seemed like it. it I from the people I spoke to, I don't think everybody went and re uh, reset their SIM in that Correct. capacity. So I think it must have sorted itself out anyway. But. Uh, because I can't imagine there are people out there still not getting anything True. but Edge. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the downtime was, what, about like an hour? Not even. Uh, actually, more than that. Oh, really? That. Yeah, because I was out and about, and I did notice that... Uh, I not- I initially noticed when I was trying to get directions somewhere, and Google Maps was taking forever yeah. to load, and that's when I noticed, I was like, wait a minute, why am I running on Edge? And I'm like, you know, whatever. Let's just get to it, and I finally got to the place... Uh, went to a meeting, finished that up, on the way back, stopped for lunch, then was heading back to the office and tried streaming some music on the way. And again, notice that music was taking for us at least for two to three hours. Yeah. It wasn't it was working. Out. Out, right? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> went back. To, <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's what I did. I mean, I just went back to the office. I took the SIM card out of the Huawei phone that I was using, thinking that it's an issue with the Huawei phone, right. <laughs> and stuck it into the Samsung, and everything worked flawlessly. Oh, really? I was bitching at Huawei for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> but all of the day yesterday, whereas it was a do fall that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did. Uh, they, well, Huawei did promise you 18 months of uh, no slowdown and no problems, right? Like that was exactly. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, that was a little bit uh, off the hat. Look, I mean, kudos to do for for owning up to it and sending out an SMS to to tell people how to resolve the issue. I think that's important. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if this was five years back or 10 years back, they would have just called and said, no, 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 it's your phone. Just restart your phone and it's going to work. Yeah, exactly. They would have said that. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, well. Good. Do we have anything else on? on yeah. Well, I, I think we wanted to briefly touch on a big story that that's kind of doing the rounds today about the. Um, I, look, I, I don't think anything has potentially been confirmed, but there's talks that apparently the U.S. will be disallowing people from bringing certain size devices into the U.S. via their ha- uh, their carry-on luggage. If, if absolutely yeah. yes. So this is something that was was uh, announced by the by the president if I think uh, from TSA I think TSA TSA is the one in charge of yeah we don't like TSA very much and they just keep on giving us reasons to not like yeah Yeah, (laughs) Uh, not on anybody's Christmas card list I don't think (laughs) so yeah I think from what I've read and I think now it is official I think there are six or eight countries from which if you're flying direct to the US uh, you're not allowed to carry a device that is larger than Six inches or six and a half inches. Right. I think six point five inches is the max that uh, your device can be. Which means that you cannot carry your laptop or your iPad with you on the plane. Right, you can yeah. put it in the luggage, which will be uh, stolen by the lovely people. Exactly. Working at the Absolutely. Absolutely. You, I mean, you also can't lock your suitcase when you fly into the states. No. No, so. you can't, and which is a bit worrying because I mean, the next time that you do travel to the U.S., a it's a 12-hour flight, and you're not going to be able to do any work while you're on the flight. Yeah. 
not that I do much fuck on the flight, but no, you know, but I mean, and, if but, I ever do decide to, at least I have the option. To. And, and I think the issue is is less that that it that this is it's these devices is from the particular countries of the countries include the UAE. Uh, include other members of the Gulf states, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, Qatar flies direct, which mm -hmm. will not going to work anymore. Etihad flies direct. Uh, Emirates flies direct. Turkish Airlines flies direct. So none of these places, none of these places, would allow you to carry your laptop or your tablet on board with you anymore. It's just a massive inconvenience, and and I think just like an uh, an overreaction to 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 a threat that look is it even there? I mean. I don't, you know, you're not privy to, to the res, to the research that's conducted on why these things happen, right? But so, Agreed. I mean, I'm sure they don't just decide to do this on a whim, but you know, I mean, there's thousands and thousands of flights every day, and and you know, tens and hundreds of thousands of people that are traveling on airplanes, so absolutely carrying all of these devices, and you know, we don't have these issues. I mean, people, you know, people go for business. People. No, exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, that's 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 my concern. Like, I mean, look, I don't want to keep my laptop in my main luggage again because, you know, A, uh, there's a good chance that, fine, I'm not saying that it's going to get stolen, but I mean, your luggage probably gets bumped around a lot, yeah. you know, and putting in your tablet or your, or your, you know, your laptop in there, there's a good chance that it's going to get banged up one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to do that. And then secondly, like I said, I mean, it doesn't allow you to work on your aircraft. Uh, now, the, so here's the thing. I mean, then if I don't end up taking my laptop, mm. uh, you know, for, for, you know, we go on a lot of these press trips mm. for a couple of days and stuff like that. So, I mean, really, I mean, I have, I'm looking at two options over here. A, either companies are going to start doing less events in the U.S., yeah. um, because of all all of this, which in the end is probably going to hurt their economy a little bit. So I don't understand how that works. I'm not an economist, uh, you right, know. But, but it, that, it can't that's be that's good. Yeah. Exactly. Or the alternative is I land in the U.S., I go straight to an Apple store, buy a new laptop, use it for two days, and return it before I fly out. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I mean that is a, that is an option. Exactly. I mean, that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you know, is that what I'm going to end up doing? Just go ahead, buy a new laptop, use it for literally two two days, and then just return it over there and come yeah. back. Which again is not good for them because you know. Uh, just gonna, well, it's good for the I've, I've, uh, the 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 Apple refurb market. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, they're losing out on these new devices. It's 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 crazy. I mean, you know, it's crazy that I even have to think that far to do something. What's what's that. worrying is more pressing is hopefully this doesn't extend. Like, you know, encourage other governments to start doing the same thing, you know? It's a, it could be a slippery slope to paranoia. Yeah, and then, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. We, now li we, live in a, we live in a world that is constantly connected. And, you know, I mean, laptops particularly, but tablets and smartphones and uh, are people's income. They're the way that people make money. They're their business. Everything lives on these devices. And to disallow people to, to travel with them is just bonkers. No, I agree. I completely agree. Look, I mean, just think about it from this point of view where, like you mentioned, a lot of our information sits on our laptop, mm -hmm. including our emails, including our files, our documents, mm -hmm. which, you know, obviously are confidentials. And I'm sure, you know, there is a market where your competitor would love to get hands on that kind of information. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're sort of just, you know, taking the device that you ha that has so much of your information away from, the, away from you, you know, you're not carrying it anymore. Yeah. It's just sitting somewhere in the luggage, you know. Who knows what else happens, you know, with the device. Oh, uh, I'd be very uncomfortable leaving. Yeah. 
exactly anything, anything other than like a phone charger exactly in my in my hold luggage no, absolutely i mean i'd probably leave my tripod in there but right. you know that's the that's the extent of it yeah. i wouldn't want to leave my primary computer in in the luggage so that that would be an interesting problem to solve or get around yeah. with well, i so i also i wonder like obviously we've got you know like large phablets that are slightly under six inches right mm-hmm. they're going to be have like a little like a uh, ruler <laughs> at the at the customs with a guy just like making sure it's not the right like oh no sorry this one is 6.1 your your lenovo fab 2 plus can't come on this phone because it's too large <laughs> I, yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that's the case you know it's what? it's quite funny I, I i guess we're just gonna have to wait and see how this plays out yeah. Uh, but yeah i'm not liking what look, i'm look i i i'm going to be very surprised if something like this doesn't get revoked within the next week it seems like a real knee-jerk reaction but i mean it it raises like whether it does or not it raises such an interesting uh point you know it's it's an interesting discussion point about the times that we're living in you know the importance like i said the importance of these devices and and how uh the the paranoia that sets in from from not just the states but uh, you know countries and 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 how they feel that they could police uh police like property that isn't theirs Yep, you, know, you can understand it for the Note Seven. There were issues. Sure, there, there were absolutely. fundamental issues. No, that was definitely a valid concern. Yeah. But this uh, is this is one step beyond. Absolutely. How are we going to watch our Netflix uh, programs right. on on the plane anymore, Mike? Right. I mean, well, I'm, I, my my phone is a five point seven inches or five point nine. How big is yeah five point nine inches? Nine, so, 5.9 yeah, five point nine inches. So it's it's <laughs> just under. Maybe Huawei knew. <laughs> <laughs> They're like we released the perfect travel-sized phone, one inch under the band. I tell you, the Chinese—they're everywhere. Yeah, they they're are everything. everywhere, man. <laughs> uh, we haven't gotten the new uh, P10 Plus for review. No, I guess that hasn't been out yet. Uh, I've seen some of the Western media cover it. Mm. I think they've released samples to the Western media, but uh, I guess still looking forward to testing that out. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be getting favorable reviews. I, I'm really keen to try out the camera. Um, exactly. That's probably the one thing that I sort of... Are you using your P10 much? No, I'm, just, well, I'm back on, on the Mate on the Mate 9. Okay. Just purely I like the size and the battery is sure. just infinitely better, I'm afraid. I also did sure. find that whilst the, the P10 camera was good, mm-hmm. I actually prefer... I seem to... For for me, overprocess the photos a little more than the Mate Nine. Oh, okay. I don't know why, because mm. they are essentially the same camera. Yeah, um, but software is different, right? Exactly I mean, the software. Yeah, and I, I maybe I was just to my eye, the Mate the way that the Mate Nine does its processing was preferable, and I think that's really what came Got out. It. But it's I mean still a strong camera, still a strong phone. I just like the size and the and this and the and the battery capacity. Fair Fair enough. One of the uh, criticisms that I've had, I have with the phone after using it for a while, is that it attracts fingerprints on the front screen a lot oh, more yeah. than any other phone that I've uh, played with of late. Yeah. I mean, you can literally see fingerprints all over it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, what is the right coding? Is it is it the olinophobic? Yeah, There's I, I something can't say on that there. Word. <laughs> but <I'm>, uh, <laughs> but and, and it's not just the front to be honest. Like so, I we had the. Uh, the the blue one, mm-hmm. so which has that kind of matte, the design, yeah, yeah, that matte finish to it, which the whole point of it was supposed to be it was anti fingerprint uh, right. attracting, but honestly, that's not true. That's <laughs> not true. I still managed to get grubby fingerprints all over the tab. Yeah, so, fair enough. Yeah, but fair yeah, enough. kudos to, cool. to Huawei for making a decent phone anyway. 
Absolutely. Good. Uh, is that all that we have? Yeah, I think for our I think listeners we're, I think today. Good. Actually, pretty fairly packed week of news. Uh, thanks to Apple and its bombardment of six stories at once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's I mean, true. look. Hopefully, Bavisha uh, will be back with us uh, next time. We, we we wish him well. Absolutely, and hopefully the S8 is out by the time we record the next podcast as well. Mm. So for sure, a lot to talk about that. Mm. Um, you know. Yes. Well, for exactly. that time. Exactly. Um, and if so, if anybody wants to get in touch with you in the meantime, Mr. Russ? Absolutely. So I'm Aja Farrelly on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And Mike, you uh, are? Yeah, just at Mike Priest on Twitter. Excellent. Or yeah. you could just follow us at Behind the Bytes as well. Yes, uh, or email us at behindthebytes.me. Absolutely. Not ME. Those are our competitors. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. Do we hate those don't guys. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Good nice. stuff. Great. Then cool. we're going to take our leaves for this Thanks. week and get back in touch with you over the next. Fantastic. Thanks for listening. All right.